Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all. Good evening. Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. Uh, before we get started, uh, in this area of the country, our weather is doing some serious changing. I love the fall, but I hate what the fall does to my voice. So if I sound a little bit uh, haggard, uh, you have to excuse me on that one. Um, it's that October chill coming and it's wreaking havoc on me. But I will always be here for you. And, and, and as long as my mouth can open and something comes out, I'm going to be here. So. Today, I'm going to be on something a little, I don't want to say different, a little different, though. Um, as we all know, in, I don't know, maybe four weeks, five weeks, uh, we will be electing a new president. Barack Obama's time has come. He has served his eight years with dignity and he will be leaving office. And per the Constitution, we have to uh, put somebody else in. Our choices are Hillary Rodham Clinton and Donald Trump. I never thought that I would actually say those words. Donald Trump, nominee for President of the United States. Now, before you, you get there, I need you to understand a few things about what this is, what, what's going to happen. This is not a um, given an endorsement type podcast. I'm not going to basically, you know, sell out the or, or lay out the, the virtues of one versus the other. Um, anybody that follows my Facebook page, anybody that's a personal friend of mine kind of knows where my, my leanings lie. Um, like I said, I believe in the first uh, show, we all fall somewhere in the middle. I may lean left, you may lean right, uh, except for the 10% on the extremes, the other 80% is somewhere in the middle. And that's where the misconception lies. Everybody thinks that either you're right wing or you're left wing. You know, well, no, you aren't. Yeah, everybody's a centrist in some way. You drift right or you drift left based on your personal experiences because there's some things I'm conservative on and there's some things I'm liberal on. That's the same way everybody else. I believe Chris Rock said it best that when you make up your mind before you hear the facts, that makes you an idiot. So anybody that says, well, just because a quote-unquote liberal said it, I'm against it. You're an idiot. Just because if, if, a, if a left winger says uh, conservative brought it up, I'm against it without even hearing what it is, he's an idiot too. So this is not about the virtues of one versus the other. What this one is going to be about is the state of a society that will promote 
a Trump for president? What type of people, what type of society are we where we will promote a Trump for president? Now, understand something. This is not about politics, okay? I am perfectly capable of dealing with a Republican or a Libertarian or Green Party or another Democrat, whatever. I'm perfectly capable. I live in a state that is mostly Republican. Our governor's Republican. Uh, one of our senators are Republican. A lot of our uh, congressmen are. And I don't have a problem with that. We may disagree on some certain things. We may not see eye to eye on things. But I believe a certain way. They believe a certain way. And I believe at their core, the majority of of our representatives try to do what they think is right. That has nothing to do with whether they may be an idiot or not. That's a different animal. But they at least think they want to do what they think is right. And I can respect that on some level. So this is not a political thing. What this is all about is a human decency thing. I have friends on my page, my personal page, to that support Donald Trump. Fine, that's your business. I'm done arguing opinions. Uh, You feel a certain way, and that's fine. But it still begs the question, what about that man? makes you support him. Why would Donald Trump become a good president? Why would he be a good president? And you ask that of a Trump supporter, and invariably, within the first five words, you're going to hear Bill, Hillary, or Barack. Invariably. And I'm telling you, I have asked that question time and time again. I don't, if I ask you what makes you so good at whatever. Why should I pick you? Your answer should not be, well, because they're worse or because of what they did. I didn't ask you that. I asked you, what makes Donald Trump a good president? What would he do? What would he bring to the masses that will be make the that will make your existing or make our existence better than what they what currently are? That is an answer you should give me without mentioning the opponent, the opponent's husband, or the incumbent president, because those three have nothing to do with making him good. Again, this is beyond politics. During the, the um, primary season, the appeal to Donald Trump, per a lot of people, was the fact that he, quote-unquote, said what needed to be said. He's a straight shooter. He's somebody who will go into Washington and shake him up. Okay, fine. That's the way you feel, then so be it. Okay. So he basically rocketed to the top because he tapped into a sensibility that I guess had been neglected by the rest of the field. Now, I will tell you the rest of the field in the GOP side was one of the weakest fields I think I've seen since I've been following politics. He had a bunch of severely, deeply flawed candidates. And I think that Trump 
tapped into a sensibility, a rebellion of sorts that catapulted him to the top. And once he tapped into that, they couldn't catch him. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't slow him down. Fine, whatever. So now he's the nominee, but on the campaign show during the primary season, he made a series of uh, missteps, series of gaffes, series of things that frankly should never be said in a presidential campaign. Hell, not even in a, a PTA campaign. You know, you shouldn't be doing that when you're running for garbage man or a dog catcher. But he did this on a campaign trail to be president. One of the most egregious ones was the implication that the Mexican illegal immigrants that make it over here, they're all rapists and murderers. I think the, the the exact phrase or somewhere close to I'm paraphrasing was they don't send their best over here. The ones they send over here are rapists and murderers and yada, yada, yada. Irresponsible at worst, absolutely bigoted at best. Now, let me say I'm not for illegal immigration. I believe if you come over here, you should do it correctly. I also believe that there should be a better system. We should not be in the citizenship business. We should not be in it to make money. I think it's like, I think last time I looked, it was $20,000 to become a citizen. I, I think that's fundamentally wrong, but that's a different animal. I don't like illegal immigration. I think it should be done correctly, but I also think our citizenship process is deeply flawed. But that being said, um, there are a lot of illegal immigrants that come over here and actually contribute to society in a positive way. Uh, If you're honest with yourself, you can come to that conclusion too. I also think there are a lot of, uh, I think there are a lot of illegal immigrants that come over here and are rapists and murderers. You know, I don't know. But to make that implication that an entire group of people who come here for whatever reasons they come here for are here to do us wrong is something a presidential candidate should never speak in public. But there is a significant portion of the population that agrees with them. They think that they're over here to steal our jobs. Name one job that an illegal immigrant get that you wanted. Frankly, if you were taking the job, or you were the job, doing the job, that the illegal immigrant supposedly stole from you, they couldn't have stolen it from you because you'd be doing it. So that's flawed on this. But anyway, so... That was the first of many missteps. And through the campaign trail, like I said, uh, all Mexicans, all illegal immigrants, all illegal Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Uh, He has to think about Mexicans for some reason. He's going to build a wall and make them pay for it. What fifth grade logic is that? But whatever, build a wall, make them pay for it. Another thing that really, really got under my skin. There was a case 
And for the life of me, I can't remember the specifics of it. But of the case involving Trump, uh, Trump business, and the presiding judge was of Mexican heritage. He was not a Mexican. He was born in Indiana. But Trump suggested that the judge could not fairly adjudicate that case because of his heritage. He's a Mexican. He can't, there's no way possible that he can be fair because he's Mexican. And based on what I've said about Mexicans, he's, he's biased against me. See, if you, if you watch this guy, he, he really, and I'm no psychologist, but he really has this paranoid, I don't want to say schizophrenia because he doesn't exhibit at least outwardly different types of, but he has a serious paranoia that he thinks that everybody's against him. He thinks that everybody's positioning themselves to make his life harder. Mind you, this man is a self-proclaimed billionaire. Don't quite know how hard his life is, but I'll get to that in a moment. So the judge is a Mexican, and he can't judge anything fairly because he's a Mexican, which is idiotic at best. Okay. So he goes to that, he goes to that extreme extreme. And again, everybody's eating it up. Everybody's loving what he says. During the convention. Oh, before we get there, actually, and there's another thing about Muslims. I want to ban every Muslim from walking in the country. I want to shut the borders down and keep every Muslim out of the United States because they are terrorists. Now, I'm going to keep it real on this one. There are a significant section of Muslims that are waging a jihad against America American targets, American uh, culture, anything American, there is a portion of the Muslim population that intends to do us harm. There's no way around that. You can't sugarcoat it. It's the truth. But to suggest an entire religion of people, I think last count was like 1.6 billion people have it in for the United States is just crazy. Now, could we do our borders better? Of course. Um, is Could we vet or could we? Yeah, of course, we can do all that. And there's a way to not just pick on Muslims, not just point them out, but there are Germans that might want to do something bad to us. There might be some Irish folk that want to do something bad to us. Hell, we got enough Americans that kill Americans that we need to watch them too. So that's a, this is all encompassing. But there's a better way to do it. But to suggest that an entire race of people, an entire religion of people, better way to say that, uh, intends to do us harm, and until we can figure it out, keep them all out, is just irresponsible. But again, he taps into a sentiment that a marginalized people buy into. See, 
Don't get it fooled. Barack Obama did not create racism. He revealed it. What we're hearing today, and, and funny thing is, this is all related, the Colin Kaepernick thing, the police brutality thing, the racism thing, this, this political season, this is all one ball of uh, toxic soup. Barack Obama did not create racism. He revealed it. Unknowingly, just by having the sheer audacity to want to be president. You can say what you want about the man. I don't care about what, what you say about his politics. You can disagree with him, whatever. All that is whatever you feel about that. But there is one fact that is absolutely undeniable. Upon his election, there was a significant portion of the population that felt that they were losing their country because we had a colored chief executive. And what Donald Trump has done is positioned himself as the anti-Barack Obama, the anti, uh, you know, the, the more establishment choice. The anti-establishment establishment choice. I'm not Washington, but I'm somebody you can relate to because I say what needs to be said. So Barack didn't create it. He revealed it. Marginalized a section of the population, not by his doing. Trump taps into it, and here we are. He attacked a Muslim gold star parent. Um, their son died in Iraq, I believe, in 2003, I want to say. He attacked them by attacking the mother who did not speak. This is, they spoke at the Democratic National Convention, and the husband spoke based on the Muslim comment that uh, Trump had spoken about previously. He attacks the mother because she was too distraught to say anything as something that was cultural to those people, and this is why and he uses his justification of his feelings. This is the man who has a 50% chance of being president. I'll just leave that there. He attacks, and he attacks, and he attacks. He's starting to look like he's truly unhinged. For example, in the most recent debates, Hillary Clinton brought up a lady named Alicia Machado. She was a previous Miss USA, and Donald Trump used to own it or used to partly own it or something like that. He went on the war path about Machado, called the worst pageant winner ever. She gained too much weight, which might have been a violation of the contract. I don't know. But he took to calling her like Miss Piggy and the whole nine yards. Now, he didn't do that then. He did it a couple weeks ago. 50% chance to be president. He unleashed a tweet storm, I believe, the following morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning, doubling down on his assault on a woman until who until the day before 
wasn't even a part of this campaign. Hillary brought her in, true enough. But anybody with any sense in his head would not have taken the bait. But he, see, Donald Trump has not seen a fight that he did not want to wage. So he unleashes a tweet storm at 3 o'clock the following morning, doubling down on calling her Miss Piggy, Miss Housekeeping, alluding to her Mexican heritage or her uh, Latino heritage. She wasn't Mexican. I think she was from Central America, if I'm not mistaken. But um, uh, her Latino heritage, doubling down on all the, the insults. What president does that. He is not running for president of the local Boys and Girls Club of America. What 70-year-old man does that? He says that the reason for his lack of preparedness during the um, debate was due to a bad microphone. Now, anybody with any sense in his head knows a bad microphone has to do with being unprepared. A bad microphone has everything to do with you delivering your unpreparedness. So if he had said the reason you couldn't hear me because I had a bad mic, I could I could ride with that. But I heard him fine on television. Turns out the bad mic was for the local, the people that were in the venue. But he does not address the fact that he was completely and woefully unprepared and was pantsed by Hillary Clinton on national television. He didn't know how to act. So what does he do? He attacks. See, that, that's his M.O. He can't come with anything rational. He attacks. He name calls. He, he's the thinnest skinned person that I've seen running for president. If he can't handle Alicia Machado, how can he handle ISIS? How can he handle uh, Al-Qaeda or what's left of him? How can he handle that? And he can't handle somebody that ran for a beauty pageant. So, during the debate, or better yet, during the primary season, he ran on that business need to, needs to pay their fair share of taxes. Uh, far too many businesses take their businesses overseas, thus taking American jobs. And not paying their taxes and yada, yada, yada. During the debate, it was brought to light that the assumption was that Donald Trump did not pay any federal taxes for the last few years. The New York Times wrote an article. They said there's a fair chance or better than fair chance that he hasn't paid taxes for about 18 years. Okay. So when Hillary is bringing this up, uh, a hinged person tries to explain the reason that it is or even don't even engage in that. A skilled politician or a, not even politician, a skilled person, anybody with, with three and a half brain cells in their head knows when the bait is in front of them and they won't take the bait. But he took the bait hook, line, and sinker when she was bringing up the fact that he hadn't paid any taxes. He said, well, that makes me smart. Now, this is the same man who railed against businesses that took their business overseas. But he turns around 
And it basically admits that he doesn't pay any federal taxes. So how does that make him for the troops when he does not support the troops with his tax money? How does that make him uh, a candidate for the people when the people basically shoulder the burden that he's not paying? The same thing that he railed against for the chief executives and the, the business owners or whatever, take this stuff overseas and leave the burden on the middle class is something that he does and it makes him smart. And his surrogates, in their effort to fall all over themselves, to, to support everything Trump says, well, he just took advantage of the tax laws and he's the best person out there that can change them. What incentive does he have to change the tax laws that he explicitly benefits from? He is the burden on the middle class. He and people like him. Infidelity. He alluded to Hillary Clinton. Hillary and Bill Clinton's marriage, their well-documented issues with fidelity. Saying that I didn't say anything during the debate because Chelsea was in the audience, but next time I'm liable to do whatever. What kills me about that is he's worse in many cases than Bill. And by the way, Bill Clinton's not running for president. Just want to put that out there. Donald Trump cheated on wife number one, Ivanka Trump. Ivana Trump, I'm sorry. Ivanka's the daughter. Ivana Trump with wife number two, Marla Maples. Trump cheated on wife number two, Marla Maples, with wife number three, Melania Trump. So by public record, He's a two-time adulterer. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not playing holier than thou here. But my thing is, if that's, if that's the way you're going to go with it, then your nose needs to be completely clean before you try to come at someone else. So he cheats on wife number one with wife number two. cheats on wife number two with wife number three. And I am willing to bet that he didn't tell any of them then he goes a step further and basically says only is to her financial contributors and to herself. I don't even think she's loyal to Bill. He said that during a rally in Pennsylvania a couple days ago. The implication being that she cheated on Bill too. See, this is what he does. He, he throws out this innuendo with zero fact to back it up and his folk eat it up. That is what's called I believe it's slander. Slander is the verb one, I believe. Libel is the written one. Um, but to 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 assail one's character and put it out there as fact with zero truth. This is a man of fifty percent chance for print. Okay. Last but not least, he is already establishing his alibi for losing the election. Uh, I, I've looked at a lot of polls and uh, a lot of comp composite polls and basically it's running 65% chance for a Hillary victory. Okay, That's right-leaning polls, left-leaning polls.
shows, people calling their grandmamas and telling them about it, people putting out, uh, you know, look at the stars, 6535 looking right now. Chance. Not the election numbers, just a 65% chance for Hillary to win. He's establishing his suggesting that if you go to the quote-unquote hood and watch for the voting anomalies in those areas, that's how I put it, those areas, you need to make sure that uh, voting fraud is not happening because it's just such a big thing. Uh, There's a study that says voting fraud is you're most likely to get hit by a lightning bolt while riding a shark to then, then to vote fraud in the United States. They have a mind to say people are trying to hack the voting system. I wonder where that's coming from, but that's a different animal. But Trump suggests to an all audience make sure that those people don't fraud. Who is he talking about? Who are those people? What is he getting at? Something you need to think about. So basically, look, this again, this sounds like it was a politics thing. This is a human decency thing. I don't care what is going on. If you're going to put somebody in, I'll be at least a certainly decent person. He makes no suggestions about that. He doesn't even care about being that way. So just make sure before you blindly follow somebody, uh, make sure that they aren't an asshole. Sorry for my English, but that's what he is. And he doesn't want to be anything else. And I guess on some level that's keeping it real. My time is up. I know I might have lost some people on this and I really don't care just because it is what it is. But until you hear me again, until I see you around the next time, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.